At Urban Farm Podcast, we are all about education, and April is Foliar Feeding Month. Have you heard of it? It is a super simple application of spraying liquid organic fertilizer on your trees and garden plants. The leaves, branches, and trunks are incredible at absorbing nutrients. And if your soil isn't great or your pH is off, foliar feeding is a quick and long-lasting fix to get your plants the nutrients they need. Want to learn more? Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. Boom, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Farmer Greg here, and today you are joining us for an incredible milestone. This is our 500th episode since we launched in November of 2015. Plus, we have had almost 2 million listens. That is a whole lot of people impacted, and I am inspired to keep sharing as long as you'll let me. In recognition of this milestone, I wanted to share with you a special guest. John Lee Dumas is a mentor and a big part of the reason for the success of our podcast. While he is not a foodie, his school, Podcaster's Paradise, gave me the tools I needed to get here today, and I greatly value his input and advice. As you might imagine, this is an exciting episode for me in many ways. Today on our podcast, we have someone who is moving others to take the leap toward inspiration. We're talking with John Lee Dumas about lighting your life on fire. Our guest today is not all that involved with food, although he tells me he eats every day. He is more in the inspiration movement. I began listening to him in 2014 when I was so inspired by his bright personality and incredible guests that I joined Podcasters Paradise, the podcasting school that he and his partner Kate run. This led me to launch the Urban Farm podcast in the fall of 2015. Using their techniques and strategies, we now have a global reach, 50,000 downloads a month, and hundreds of episodes educating and inspiring others to be part of their food system. So in celebration of our 500th episode, I have asked JLD to be my guest today. John Lee Dumas, or JLD as he is known by his listeners, is the host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, an award-winning podcast where he interviews inspiring entrepreneurs who are truly on fire. With over 2,000 episodes, 1 million listens per month, and seven figures of annual income, he's just getting started. Welcome to the show today, JLD. Are you ready to rock podcasting? I am fired up for episode 500. Let's do this. Awesome. So I shared a bit about you. Can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took to get where you're at today? Sure. My quick background is growing up in the state of Maine as a country boy and then going to college on an Army ROTC scholarship and spent eight years as an officer in the U.S. Army, four active, four in the reserves, and did a little 13-month tour of duty in Iraq where I was a platoon leader of four tanks and 16 men. Post-military, I entered what I like to call my six years of struggle. I tried law Mm. school, dropped out after one semester, (laughs) tried corporate finance, and I died a slow death in the cubicle, tried commercial real estate, residential real estate, Maine and San Diego, and it just wasn't working out for me. Fortunately, I decided it was time to educate myself by reading books and listening to audiobooks, and that led me to podcasts. And I just fell in love with the medium of podcasting, Greg, probably a lot like you fallen in love with overall food in general. Yep. And I just said, you know, this is free 
targeted on-demand content. I love this. And I just became a listener. And being a listener led me to want more and more and more. And I remember just one day saying, you know what? When I get home today, I'm going to find that show that is seven days a week where that host is interviewing an entrepreneur and telling the story of that entrepreneur. And Greg, I went to find that show later that night and it didn't exist. That was my first entrepreneurial aha moment. I said, this is a void, a niche that needs to be filled. I'm going to be the person to fill it. And so back in 2012, I launched the first and only daily podcast interviewing the world's most successful entrepreneurs. That was 2,200 plus episodes ago, over 75 million listens ago. And we've turned entrepreneurs on fire into a podcast that generates over a million listens a month and over a million dollars a year. How awesome is that? Congratulations. Thank you. So once you got to the point of, okay, this needs to be filled, this niche needs to be filled, what was the process like from that aha moment to launching your first podcast? So I did a lot of things wrong during that process of having the idea and actually launching the podcast. But the one thing I did right that I really want to highlight right here is I knew that I wanted to create and launch a successful business podcast. So I knew I needed a mentor who was going to guide me Mm -hmm. in launching a Mm -hmm. successful business podcast. And guess what? That mentor had to be a successful business podcast host. And so I did my research. I found a lot of people who fit the bill and I prioritized them in the order that I thought that would be a best fit for me. And I started reaching out to them. And fortunately, my first inquiry was Jamie Masters of The Eventual Millionaire. And she said yes. And she took on the, the task of molding me into a successful business podcast host. Wow. How cool is that? So I just want to do a shout out here at this moment. When I looked to start up my podcast, the Urban Farm Podcast, I was looking for a mentor, kind of. But what I was really looking for was school and it turned into a mentor. And that's when I jumped into Podcasters Paradise, which is a school that you and Kate run. Tell me a little bit about that. So back in 2013, I was asking all my listeners of the show, hey, what are you guys really struggling with? Like, what's something that you wish existed that didn't? And I was getting a lot of people giving me, obviously, a lot of answers. But a very consistent one was, well, John, we see what you're doing with podcasting, and we love your podcast, but you know, we're passionate about gardening or fitness or violin or ice skating, and we'd love to start a podcast around that, but how do you even start? And it just became very obvious to me that there was a need for education in the podcasting space. So back in 2013, Kate and I came up with and then created the concept of Podcasters Paradise, Create, Grow, and Monetize Your Podcast. And we started creating video tutorials, templates, a Facebook group, which is you know now over 4,500 total members in Podcasters Paradise have joined since 2013. Wow. And it's just been a great journey of helping people share their voice, their message, the mission that they have with the world. And it's 
fun. You, you know, you, you, the what you do in the world just makes all of this fun. So true. Yeah. So you can find more about that at urbanfarm.org forward slash EO fire. One of the things I noticed that you mentioned earlier on in our talk was this notion of being a learner. And, and I'm a lifelong learner. And whenever I want to learn something, I go on a search. And it sounds to me like you are too. Tell me about that. I love education. And for me, the ability that I can just reach over to my keyboard, type in a question that I have, some form of information that I'm searching for, and then have millions of responses sent back to me. <laughs> Isn't that in amazing? The, the course of seconds. It's just a wonderful world that we live in. And so I've always loved the stories, the the lessons, the the ups, the downs, the successes, the failures. And that's why I've always just been drawn to stories and to education through stories and through books, audiobooks, podcasts. It just all made sense to me. And I'm always learning. I mean, every single morning I take a three mile walk is my first activity of the day. Nice. And the whole time I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to podcasts to educate myself, to learn. I'm listening to audiobooks. I'm always looking to take my knowledge and understanding of the things that interest me to the next level. Well, and there's so many podcasts out there. There's probably, like you said earlier, a podcast on how to play the violin. There better be. And if there's not, somebody listening better create that because <laughs> it's a huge opportunity. Exactly. So, so many of us are stuck in the rut. And part of the reason that I share what I share on our podcast is that I want, pe- I want to get people up out of their chairs and motivated and doing something, specifically for our podcast around the food, local food movement. How do you address this in your life? For me, it's all about surrounding yourself with the right people. You are always going to be the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And if you are not surrounding yourself with the right people, it's easy to get into a rut because... The reality is they're going to potentially be unmotivated, unenthusiastic about what you're interested in. They're not going to hold you accountable. They're not going to push you to the next level. But the right group of people, the right masterminds, if you have the ability to surround yourself with those individuals, you get all of those things. You get the support. You get the guidance. You have the accountability of saying you're going to do something and then having a group of people actually hold your feet to that fire because it's really easy to just stay in the couch and just pop on Netflix and just do really nothing as you're just kind of floating on by. But when you're accountable to a group of people who are rooting for you, who are positively supporting you and wanting to guide you, and their skin's in the game as well because they're really, you know, they really want you to win just because they know that you want them to win, that changes everything. And it's really, really hard and actually pretty much impossible to get stuck in a rut when you are part of the right masterminds. Yeah. Well, you know, you end every one of your episodes with you are the average of the five people that you spend most time with. One of the things that I love about your podcast is that you bring that that motion in every time. And when I say motion, that's that brings us to a forward motion. So thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. And I will say everybody listening right now is hanging out with GP and JLD. So yes. The heat. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what, I've been wanting to be on your podcast and just so you could say that. So yes, love it. <laughs> love it. Along the way, you've been doing this for what, six years now? 
Seven. Seven years. Wow. Along the way, there's been some moments, I'm sure, that when you got to them, it's like, oh my gosh, yes, this is the reason that I do what I do. You got one of those for me? I do. And this one actually is pretty close to the heart because about six years ago, I had somebody reach out to me and he said, John, I listen to your podcast all the time. I really love it. And I'm just stuck in a rut. He's like, I am an accountant and, you know, I, I just see my future and it's not bright. You know, I'm working my butt off for this older accountant who runs the business, who owns the business. He's not going anywhere for decades. You know, he's in the glory years of his life. He's, mm-hmm. built his, he's built his audience. He's built his list. He's built his clients. And now, you know, he's bringing in people like me to, to grind it out for him. And, you know, the hope is, is that in 20 or 30 years, I'm in the position that he's in. And I'm able to do that with somebody else. But he's like, that's just not the life that I want to live. That's no. going to be miserable. And he's just like, you know what? If there's ever anything that I can just do for you accounting-wise, because your podcast brings me so much inspiration, I'd love that. And sure enough, I was like, well, you know what? I've actually started to make some money this year. I definitely <laughs> right? need some accounting advice. Let's jump on a call. So we jumped on a call and you know, he was really excited about it. You could tell he was a little nervous to have a conversation, but pretty soon he realized I was just, you know, your average dude and just hanging out, having a conversation. And we started just talking about what it would look like. And he said, listen, I just want to be your accountant. I don't want to charge you a dollar. It's a thank you, you know, from me to you. Let me just be your accountant. And honestly, like, I was just like, you know, I feel like this is a guy that really cares. He's the right fit for our business. Mm -hmm. Let's go forward with it. And, you know, frankly, if he had offered his services for a fee, it's not that I would not have wanted to pay him. I just would have probably been like, you know what? This guy's in Colorado. I'm going to find a local accountant just right. so I can go in. If I'm going to pay for an accountant, I'm going to find a local one to go in, to meet them, to feel, you know, to really get to know them. But the fact that this individual was willing to do it for free, which, by the way, is a great lesson and piece of advice for anybody listening right now. The fact he was, he was willing to do it for free made me say, you know what, I'm going to take a chance on this guy. And we did. And we went forward, and he was my accountant. And all of a sudden, he was now a friend. And now he was a confidant. And now he's giving me great advice and going above and beyond, so much so that I was saying, hey, you know, we're doing these monthly income reports. Yep. I think you should, you should come on. Yep. And be a guest on these income reports and share a tax tip. And plus, it will give validation to these income reports that a you know, professional CPA accountant is validating these numbers. And that would be cool. And so, of course, he said yes, and we jumped on. And you know that was six years ago. And his name is Josh, and he had a really boring business name called JD Business Solutions. And I said, bro, why don't you change your business name to CPA on, on fire? fire? Yes. And he was stoked. <laughs> He did it, and he became not only my accountant, but he started just becoming every entrepreneur's accountant, all of my listeners, all of my friends. And very soon, he completely just quit and left that job that yep. you know, wasn't a bad job, but just had a real long grinding scenario ahead of it for him. And he went out on his own. And guess what he did? He and his wife had twins, and he was able to move his family back to Ohio to be close to their family, which he never would have been able to do otherwise. So now right. He's running a location-independent business that's thriving. He's rocking. He's rolling. He's making things happen. It's incredible. And 
then he gets approached for somebody that wants to buy his business because of the brands, because no. of the book of business. And he ended up last year selling CPA on fire for a very large dollar amount. <laughs> wow. And this dude just rode off into the sunset. Wow. That is a huge success. Congratulations to you and to him. Thank you. So this is an urban farming podcast, so I definitely want to at least touch into any food growing, gardening things that you might have, like maybe a moment from your childhood around food or what do you got for me? (laughs) Well, we're really going to have to dig pretty deep here because I am big when it comes to nutrition. It's Uh a huge priority for me. Kate and I eat as much organic as possible. There's really cool farmer's markets in the neighborhood that we definitely take part in. And we love buying just fresh, organic foods. I'm a big vegetable guy. I love fruit off the vine. You know, we have mangoes down here. Oh, we have nice. avocados. I mean, there's some really cool things that you can, you can get around here. But, you know, growing up, I, I'll say this. My parents, they meant well, but they were 100% clueless when it came to food. They were 100% clueless when Uh it came to nutrition. They just didn't get it. And frankly, they still really don't to this day. Now, that being said, I always had access to a lot of crappy crap food. Mm -hmm. However, I would always go over to my grandmother's at least one weekend a month. And I stay at her place, and I just remember she would always be going out in the evening, and she'd be weeding the garden, and she'd be bringing back in fresh vegetables, and I'd see her peeling the carrots and cutting up the cucumbers, and she'd make these these salads. And I just remember thinking how cool it was that, like, you didn't have to go to a store to, like, get food. And this was me as a young kid. Right. And just seeing her, like, actually going and pulling this stuff out of the ground was kind of magical for me at the time. And I remember always enjoying eating at her house because I just felt like she had this connection with food that I and my parents just didn't understand and have at that time. And it was really special. Nice. Nice. And when you said you have mangoes and avocados, there's a fun story about where you live. Tell us about it. Oh, okay. Yes. So I am here in the lovely island of Puerto Rico back in 2016, over three years ago now. I heard about this amazing opportunity for entrepreneurs to move their businesses to the island of Puerto Rico, which is an American territory, and retain your American citizenship, but stop paying federal and state taxes and just pay a flat 4% tax. And so it was a absolute financial game changer, and it's been a wonderful journey. And you love Puerto Rico? I do love Puerto Rico. Nice. So I'm going to shift on you, and I'd like for you to talk about a time you failed, how you overcame that failure, and what you might have learned from it. Failures part of every entrepreneur's journey. Yes. The biggest failure that I can definitely hearken back to from my early, early days post-launch was something that preceded Podcaster's Paradise. So Greg, you uh, might not even know this story, but I was convinced early on in my journey that what people really needed in the podcasting world was a service that would edit your podcast, that would add an intro and outro, that would upload it to mm. a media host, that would do all of that grunt work. Yep. And so I created a platform called Pod Platform, and I was going to do all of those things. And I was convinced it was going to be the next big thing. I was going to have a team that I was having to going to run to do all the work and blah, blah, blah. 
And long story short, I launched and it absolutely flopped. I did two sales, <laughs> one of them refunded within 24 hours. Oh my gosh. And I was left with one person who was a nightmare client who was like, take out the um from episode 20, uh, from minute 27 and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, thank God this failed because if this had succeeded, this would have been a total nightmare of a business. So I quickly refunded her money and <laughs> closed down pod <laughs> platform, went into the tank and uh-huh. really tried to think about what kind of business did I want to run. And that really led me to having the idea of Podcasters Paradise. And a few months later, we launched Podcasters Paradise and we haven't looked back since. Nice. This notion of failing, when it happens, it probably seems like the end of the world. And I know it's happened to me multiple times. And in looking back at it, it's like, oh my God, thank you for failing. And it sounds to me like you felt the same way about this one. Every failure that I've had has just really been a door that's closed, but that's allowed me to open up other doors that have proved to be great. So, you know, you're just going to take a failure for what it is, learn from it, and then look for the next opportunity. Yeah, because I I view them. And the reason I ask this question is because I had a massive business failure in 2004, lost $100,000, had to refinance my house, but it was such a learning experience. And it really shaped, it was one of those businesses was like, thank God that failed. And it reshaped my future. And that's what I love about it. Nice. So what do you consider your biggest success? I think my biggest success is just the podcast Entrepreneurs on Fire. You know, that was what started it all. That was the big domino that I knocked over. That's been responsible for all the success that I've had since. So just having the idea of Entrepreneurs on Fire and then the confidence and audacity to launch a daily podcast as an absolute (laughs) clueless individual. Yeah. It's just something that uh, is my biggest success and I'm really proud of it. Nice. Nice. And what drives you? The ripple effect. I am driven by the ripple effect. Now, that is when I get an email from somebody that says, John, your podcast really inspired me and inspired me so much that I did X. And because I did X, look at this email that I just received from somebody who's now been super moved and inspired to action from what I've created. So it's not that first email that I get from someone that's like, John, I love your podcast. I really am am inspired by it. I Mm -hmm. love those emails. But what really gets me going is when those people take action and then I start to see the results of them inspiring other people, that third, fourth, fifth degree of separation, that ripple effect to me is just absolutely exciting. I'm loving it. I Honestly, I had that happen today. Somebody reached out to me and thanked me for all the work that we've been doing. So now I'm thanking you for me having launched the podcast. So yay. That's part of the ripple effect. There it is. There it is. Hey, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? It would be The Rain Barrel Effect by Dr. Stephen Cabral. And I feel like your listeners will definitely love this book. It's all about treating every part of our health and wellness with the proper respect that it deserves. And this book is just next level and good friends and mentored by Dr. Stephen Cabral. And he is just an absolute genius. Awesome. And what one final piece of advice do you have for our listeners? You know, the piece of advice that I really want to point to is a quote by Albert Einstein, which I I probably heard this quote for the first time in my late 20s, and it just didn't really click with me. It didn't really mean anything. But then I heard it 
at the age of 32, and it really spurred me to the aha moment, which turned into Entrepreneurs on Fire. And that quote is, try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. And that, to me, is such an amazing and inspiring quote, because I can look at my past life, and for the first 31 years of my life, I was chasing success and trying to be successful. But when I just took a step back and said, wait a second, what am I doing that's actually valuable to this world? That's when I realized I really wasn't. And that's when I realized I needed to start. And that's what brought me to the idea and aha moment of Entrepreneurs on Fire. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today, our 500th episode in just a little under four years. How can our listeners get a hold of you? All the magic for us happens at eofire.com. We have some killer free courses on podcasting, masterminds, webinars, funnels, you name it. Great free courses there. And also check out the podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. We get to interview really cool people about really cool things. Awesome. And let's just touch real quickly on Podcasters Paradise. It transformed the way that I communicate with the world. And it's an amazing school. Tell us just a little bit more about it. And we'll include in the show notes today a link to join if you'd like. Sure. Well, Podcasters Paradise is about you sharing your voice, your message, and your mission with the world. So if you feel like you have one of those three, two of those three, all of those three, then a podcast is an amazing way to do it, just like I have, just like Greg has, just like so many people over the years have. And when you have that passion and that niche and that topic and that vertical and that industry, a podcast can just be a great way to get that message out. And by the way, just love doing it because this is a topic that you enjoy talking about because you're choosing the words that are coming out of your mouth. You're choosing the people that you're interviewing. You're choosing the topics that you're chatting about. So it's a very, very cool medium that I've loved now for over seven years. And within Podcasters Paradise, we've been running this community now for over six years. We have over 4,500 members who have joined and over $6 million of revenue generated, which shows you that you know when you create something of real value in the world, you can and will get compensated for that. So Podcasters Paradise has all the tools that you need to create, launch, grow, and monetize your podcast. Video tutorials on every step-by-step process and every template you need. And then, of course, we have an incredible Facebook community that's so active, so engaged, supporting and guiding you on your podcasting journey. Myself and Kate are in that Facebook group every day, answering questions, providing support and guidance. And I'm sitting over here shaking my head vigorously. I can attest to all of that. Again, thank you so much for joining us on the show today, JLD. GP, my pleasure. You can find show notes from today's podcast at urbanfarm.org forward slash EO fire. We are your urban farming resource. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and everywhere podcasts are found. Also visit urbanfarm.org to find articles, webinars, courses, and more. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. 
One of the first things that many of us learn when we start to garden is how to water and fertilize the soil. But there is an exception to this rule and it's called foliar feeding. You should foliar feed or water the leaves of your plant with liquid fertilizer when you want certain nutrients to be absorbed better. Not only are the leaves great at uptaking liquid fertilizer, if your soil isn't very good or your pH is off, foliar feeding can help your veggies and fruit trees quickly get the nutrients they need to thrive. If you're ready to start foliar feeding for maximum growth yields and quality, head on over to urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves to see our selection of foliar feeding products. That's urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves.